Man, oh man, is it good to hear this music start up once again. What is going on, everybody? This is Tanner here with The Vision Project, the founder and the vessel of The Vision Project, directed and led by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for being here today. Your presence is your support. So thank you for supporting The Vision Project. We are back here again, and hopefully going to start being consistent again. And I know that this has been such a long time waiting for all of you. It also has been a long time waiting for me as well. Um, I have been in the middle of this moving process, um, really just getting connected to my new community here in Florida. And we're going to be kind of just talking about my, you know, transition here today and just talking about how um, you know, Caitlin and I felt like God was leading us to this point. This is more so, you know, just talking about what God has been doing and what he has continued to do in our lives, what he did um, kind of back in November when this whole conversation really began. And um, yeah, without further ado, why don't we just dig into the episode, shall we? Hit that intro. Here we go. Welcome to The Vision Project, a place where we strive to give hope and understanding of who Jesus is. We hope today's episode guides you to a better understanding of who He is and how much He loves and cares for you. Have a wonderful day. Man, I was in this season of life back in October, November-ish. It was kind of just that transition period into a new chapter. And I was really excited. Um, I was working at Amazon at the time and, um, you know, I was looking forward to my ministry career to start up, um, at first Baptist church of Auburn. And man, I was so beyond excited, um, for Caitlin and I to transition into that season because seven years ago, I felt that calling to go into ministry. I felt that calling to become a youth pastor, to become a pastor one day. And so, This was kind of the start to that beginning that I was looking for for those, you know, seven years since I felt that calling into ministry. And there was a moment that came up. October 21st was a big day. You know, this was my routine schedule. I would go from, you know, running all day at Amazon. And I mean, I was active. (laughs) I miss being that active. Um, But I was, you know, running all day at Amazon and would then after my long eight to 10 hour shift at Amazon running and jumping into the truck would go up and play basketball in Auburn, California. So uh, just a little bit of perspective for those that might not know, Sacramento is about 30 to 45 minutes away from Auburn. And so uh, I would drive up into the hills and play basketball and man, I was, you know, enjoying it. I was enjoying, you know, getting back to the groove of things, you know, with playing basketball post COVID, um, being able to play again. And, um, that was the moment where went up for a layup and landed, um, on the wall cause the wall was, you know, too close to the basket and, um, tore, tore my ACL fully completely and then partially tore my meniscus. And so that season of life happened. And I remember there was a key conversation that happened because of that because of that reason. And it was with somebody that was doing uh, therapy on my knee. And she had been going to my church for 
my as long as I've known, as long as I have known, she had been going to Sunrise Community Church, uh, which is where I grew up going to for about 17, 18 years. And she was somebody that I was close, you know, it was a close family friend. And, you know, she was so incredible with being able to work on my knee and everything. And, um, I just remember that she was asking me these questions and, um, you know, one of the things that she asked me was, you know, what's your first ministry? And for some reason I, I struggled with this question. <laughs> I struggled with this question and with, you know, my experience in Bible college now, <laughs> you would think that I would understand what my first ministry is. And she had responded as I was kind of quiet. She responds and says, your family, your wife, your future children, you know, your family is your first ministry. And I don't know why that didn't register with me at first. Like instinctively, instinctively, whatever the word is, I... (laughs) Um, it's it's my first time back, folks. Give me give me a little bit of some uh, some breathing room here, but I just remember that it was that moment where it just clicked for me. That even though I'm looking forward to church ministry, and I was transitioning into that period of time where I was going to be youth pastor at my church, she had said, "Your family is your first ministry," and that to to this day couple months later, here I am looking back on an experience where I am able to live that out. And it was because of those words that she had said that she had spoken into me that I get to live that out. And it really sticks out to me because in that season of life, I didn't realize that I was blinded. I didn't realize that I was distracted. I didn't realize that what I was getting into wasn't the ultimate goal. And I was getting into this, you know, youth pastor job at, you know, First Baptist Church, and I was really excited. And I and I tell you what, in my mind, in that time of life, I was expecting to be there for a long time. That was my mind. But I distinctively remember Caitlin saying over and over again, I feel like God is moving us to Florida. And I don't know why, but this is the way that I'm feeling. And I'm frustrated that we're not on the same page. This was, you know, one of the few times that I've felt like Caitlin and I haven't been in sync. And it was a frustrating season of life because I was transitioning into this church position that I had been praying for, for a long time. And she was ready to move. And my heart was ready to stay. And that was the difficult part of that season was I felt like God was keeping us there for a long time and was specifically moving us into that ministry so that we could serve that church to build up that community, to outreach with our youth leaders. And I was excited. And, uh, you know, I have zero regrets, not only being at that church, being a part of that church, being a part of their youth group as a student, and then, you know, being built up as a leader there. And then eventually moving up to be their interim youth pastor for that period of time. I have zero regrets of that whatsoever because it taught me so many different tools. But my mindset was in the wrong place. In that season of life, my wife had seen her family go across the country, move away from us, 
And it was a hard season of life. It was difficult for us to watch community leave to go to Florida. And that's not to say that my family wasn't sufficient enough, but it, it was hard to imagine life without them. As it is now to imagine life without my parents and without my family. But for that community where we felt like our faith grew because in their house we would have young adults groups. In their house we would have worship nights. In their house we would have basically church and thinking that's an opportunity that we can have in Florida. That's an opportunity that we can have over there. We can start life over there knowing that we have a little girl on the way. I have a sense that we can do that over there. And so at first it didn't click for me at all. And I was just ready to stay. And I was excited about this position. I was you know, thriving in that position. Um, I was, I was excited about, you know, being in that leadership role where I'm, you know, empowering my leaders and encouraging them and getting together with them. And, you know, I was stoked for that. I was stoked to be with the people that I love, the people that I've been working with and volunteering with at that church for such a long time and just built such a great, you know, friendship with relationship with, it felt like family. It truly did. It felt like family. And, you know, I was ready to be a part of that. I was ready for that to be my life for, you know, a couple of years. And um, there was a day where I turned to Caitlin. And I know that she's dealing with a lot. I know that she's struggling because her family is gone. And that's not easy for anybody who's been with family. And family's been so strongly connected. And so I was there to be her support system. And God allowed for me to go through that um, and to be there for her, to honor her, to bless her in that time for a reason. But I specifically remember turning to her and saying, I'm not going to stop trying. And she's like, huh? I was like, I'm, I'm not going to stop trying, you know, looking for a place over there so that one day we can be over there. Now, that didn't mean that I was actively looking for a job over here. That didn't mean that I was actively looking for a church elsewhere. That didn't mean that I was actively looking, you know, to get out of the church position that I was in. I was comfortable where I was at. <laughs> I was completely, completely comfortable. And there was just this feeling that I had that I can't even explain now where I had the sense that I was supposed to look. But I didn't know how and I didn't know why and I didn't know when because I was so focused on serving the church that I was in, serving the position that I was in, serving my leaders, serving my students, teaching them in the best way possible, you know, through the lessons and through the sermons that I was giving. And <laughs> I get a call from my father-in-law and he says, Oh, I talked to this, you know, neighbor of mine and he was saying that there's a, you know, youth pastor position over here at a church that, you know, I used to attend called Christ Church. And that story in itself is already insane because he wasn't even supposed to be there. And then he decided to go back and then that conversation happened. <laughs> and so when I heard that, I was like, oh no. <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, great, <laughs> here, here we go. 
And so I tell my father-in-law, go find that neighbor and tell him to get me the information for the pastor so I can email him. Again, I wasn't actively looking, but when I heard that story from my father-in-law, I knew immediately that I was supposed to say, yeah, you got to go back. I don't want this to work out necessarily <laughs> in my heart. I just, I won't, I'm comfortable where I'm at. My best friends are here. You know, my community's here. My family's here. I'm comfortable living here in California. But I had this feeling that I was supposed to tell him to go and look. And so, gets the information. I send out the email. I get a phone call. I get a second phone call. I get a third phone call. We get flown out to Florida. We come back to California. And then we're told that we get the job. Holy cow. (laughs) And I'm looking back now. And I see the process where God allowed for me and showed me how to prioritize my wife and my family. Because I feel like moving out here, being in this church community, was definitely the right choice. And I'll tell you what, when you ask for something, when you are praying for something, when you are asking that God would give you something, and He gives it to you, it's not always going to be permanent. And I'm going to say that because I prayed so long for this job at FBC. I desired for this job specifically. And I also was praying that I would be starting my life in ministry in this way, in this kind of position for a long time. God granted me that wish. He blessed me with it. I was excited for it. I got to be a part of it. And then he pulled me from it. Because what he is showing to me is that I gave you what you desired, what your heart's desire was, but let me pull you somewhere else where I know that you'll be used more in a better way that will benefit you and your faith and your family. Now that's a concept that we don't necessarily understand because we have such a instant gratification mindset and a such a me mindset that I'm supposed to live in this prosperous life and prosperity means that everything goes my way. No. In this situation, I was pulled from my comfort zone. I was pulled from this place that I was asking for, that I was praying that God would give me this. And he pulls me into this place where I'm like, this is very foreign to me. This is a very uncomfortable space because this, this isn't home to me. This isn't what I was praying for, God. Like, (laughs) why do you have me here? And there was this tweet that I saw by my brother who reposted it, Trey Van Camp. And if you haven't checked it out, here's here's my plug here, folks. Go and check out the last episode, which is our Testimony Tuesday with Trey Van Camp. I believe that's the last episode I posted. Good golly, I don't even know the last episode I posted. But I'm pretty sure that that's the last episode I posted with Trey Van Camp. Check it out. Wonderful human being. Love this guy. Very real and authentic. And he posted this tweet, and it really, really hit me. 
And like he said, I felt this to my core. I felt it in the same exact way that he was feeling it. Where it says this, uh, it's a tweet from Josh Howerton. Don't know if he is somebody that's well-known or not, but what he says is very profound. And it says this, I've lost loved ones and experienced some little trauma, but being called away from a church I loved with my whole heart is the only thing that ever sent me into a year-long emotional tailspin of grief, like losing a child. That's a um, that's a very powerful statement. That's a very large statement. But I'll tell you this now. That transition of moving away from my church family, of feeling like I was disappointing everyone, and I'll tell you what now, from somebody who has had a past and even some difficulty in present time with people pleasing, um, that was one of the most difficult transitions of my life. And change is never easy, no matter who says it or who it's coming from. Change is never simple. It's never going to be that way, ever. But for me as somebody who has had such a hard time with disappointing people, this was one of the things that hurt the most is because I was so connected to all of these people. And not even just to my immediate church family, but other church families that I had in the surrounding area, different young adults groups that I would go to or you know, different Christian communities that I was a part of. It was painful. It was extremely hard. And so that kind of gives you perspective of what my heart has not only gone through, but what it is going through. Like, I'm not going to say that this is, you know, completely done, but I'm definitely feeling more confident in what God is doing in my life. And what gets me through those moments where I'm thinking about California, I'm thinking about, you know, where I was and how comfortable I was is what I see what God is doing here. Now, I may not have the same amount of friends that I have here, that I had in California, sorry. I may not have, you know, the same, you know, kind of community yet. But I see very good things that God is doing through this ministry that I'm a part of. And we have this thing called Military Parents Day Out. And this is really quick, but I just had, you know, an incredible opportunity to kind of get thrown in the deep end and experience, you know, planning my first large event out, um, for this church. And it was an incredible opportunity for me to kind of just experience what it looks like to kind of take on something in that large of scale and, um, you know, plan it out and everything. And we get to serve these military families. We get to give these military couples, you know, the opportunity to take time together you know, to spend some time with one another and to go out and to spend time that might be much needed. And I get to watch these families be impacted. And it's moments like that where I'm a part of this, you know, greater mission that's bigger than me. (laughs) That's bigger than my individual success. That's bigger than my individual accomplishments. I get to watch what God is doing through my volunteers, through my church, through my leaders. It's awesome. I love being able to watch that. I love being able to see what God is doing to impact 
the lives of our community. And so it's little things like that, like little victories like that, that lead to a better mindset that lead to a, you know, an understanding of what God is doing because I got pulled out of my comfort zone. I got pulled out of this, this bubble that I was living in for such a long time. And now I'm in this place where I'm just figuring things out and I'm understanding the culture more and I'm starting to get a groove and I'm starting to get some traction here. And it's so cool that I get to see the evidence of that. And it's things like that that help you push through. It's things like that that give you so much encouragement where I just have tears that come to my eyes because that's something that I would have missed out on if I would have stayed in my bubble. And so I would have stayed in my comfort zone. I would have enjoyed my life. I would have enjoyed what I was doing in California, you know, with First Baptist. I would have enjoyed hanging out with my friends, you know, that much longer, you know, living in California and being able to have them 15 minutes away, 45 minutes away, even like having my friends there that I love my best friends living there. It's awesome. It's cool. It's great. And I would have, you know, had an amazing time, but I would have missed out on what God is doing here. And I'm excited to see more of what God is doing because I just know that God has me here for a reason. And even though it's still hard being away from family, it's still hard being away from my church family, you know, that I was a part of. I get to see what God's doing and I'm excited that he has allowed for me to take on this task. He could have let anybody else take this position. He could have let anybody else be a part of this church. And yet he chose me, somebody, some kid from California, from Sacramento, to fly all the way across the country to move his family, his baby girl and his beautiful wife, over to Jacksonville, Florida, to be a part of this ministry. Huge blessing. Huge 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 blessing and man yeah it's not all you know cupcakes and rainbows or whatever you want to call it <laughs> but man it's so cool to watch God work and to see his little fingerprints on different things there was a song that played when Caitlin and I came here to visit in December when they flew us out here to check out the church and the song that came on that was the only worship song that I was able to hear because we were late to church <laughs> but that's that's a whole entire story itself because we flew red-eye flight landed and went straight to church so that was fun fun experience and I wasn't able to walk at that time because of surgery fun all these different things wow <laughs> I've been through some things in the past couple of months but the song that was playing brought tears in my eyes and it wasn't because of the red eye flight <laughs> or because of my knee hurting is because I felt like God was doing something in that church. And although it didn't feel like home yet, although it didn't feel like it was, you know, a hundred percent certain at that moment, that song made it more and more obvious that that might be where God is leading us to. And it was, I've seen the evidence of your goodness all over my life, 
all over my life. I've seen your promises and fulfillment all over my life, all over my life. When has Jesus' promises ever been broken in my life? When have I never, ever been able to see his goodness in my life? Not once. Not one time. There's always something good out of any season because we get to see Jesus work through it. And so backtracking a little bit here, I watch my and hear the voice of my wife say, I think God is leading us. And I'm blinded. I don't see it. We're not on the same page. And now transitioning to here and now where we're at. Seeing that come true. Knowing that God's voice was speaking into my wife. Such a beautiful thing. It was so, so cool to see that come true. Because that allows for me to trust in God more. Despite even though I'm living in my comfortable circumstances and in my comfortable space. Ideal doesn't mean what God wants. Ideal doesn't mean that's what God desires. Ideal can oftentimes be an illusion to what God actually wants me to do. Sometimes the ideal things that that come up in my life can be a distraction to the ultimate destiny that God wants me to be a part of. That's what I'm excited about is because I get to live this out now and I get to even grow even more here. I get to watch, you know, how God uses the vision project here. I get to watch how God is going to use my, you know, church community here. I get to watch how God is using my family here. I get to watch my little girl grow up here. I'm excited for that. And there's a purpose behind it. And so there's going to be more things that I'm learning. And there's probably going to be more things that I'm sharing with you where I'm like, wow, Tanner and March, Tanner and April had no idea. What he was talking about. <laughs> Tanner and April had no idea what God had in store for him. So I'm excited for that. It's been a huge blessing. And if you've made it this far, I know this has kind of been a more of a calmer tone. <laughs> Maybe more of an emotional tone here at the Vision Project here in this episode. But it's because I'm just I'm really reflecting on what God has done. I'm so beyond blessed and to be a part of this mission of his. What a blessing we have to be a part of Christ's mission to make disciples, to make better disciples, to make more disciples. So, man, I'm blessed that you're here. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and like, subscribe, follow, share this podcast, whatever you can do to help support this podcast. I'm not asking for money. I'm just asking for you to click a couple of buttons and make it all work out because in the end, it helps this ministry grow. It helps people to get to know Jesus more, to see Jesus stories and experiences, especially when we do you know, Testimony Tuesdays and all those different things where we get to watch 
you know, stories of Christ in people's hearts and people's lives that they share here on the vision project. And I want to encourage you, if you are interested at all, again, in sharing these experiences that you've gone through, or, you know, talking and sharing about your testimony, we would love that because, you know, sharing stories, sharing testimonies, really, I mean, we're here to see stories of Christ being shown through people. And so I would love for that to be on here. I would love for you to be on here, your story, uh, to hear your voice and for you to talk about, you know, how you experience Christ through those situations. But man, I'm so excited, you know, for more episodes. I'm hoping to record a couple of more here today uh, and push them out just so that we can get some more content pushed out here. So be on the lookout for that. Um, And I'm excited to see what God does here with the Vision Project here soon because I'm hoping that I can get some more content pushed out, that I can be more consistent with this. So thank you for your patience. It was a much needed wait for me. It was a much needed pause break for me because I needed to transition into this time of life and to really just take my time. So I appreciate all of you guys for being patient. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next episode. See ya.